What's good, family? It's the infamous CPA. And as you know, I love passive income and wholeheartedly believe that everyone should have several passive income streams. So I created a super detailed course that'll give you the exact blueprint on how I was able to create a passive income stream with rental car investing that now brings in over $150,000 per year. Increasing your income is vital to your journey to generational wealth and passive income is the holy grail. So visit gum.co backslash car rental money to get started and use the promo code double up for 15% off. Let's get this passive income. Yo, welcome back to the Double Up Podcast. It's Gene. Hope everybody had a good week. We back at it with dropping gems and dropping dimes. What's good? B Rob, aka the infamous CPA. Let's get into it. So, bro, how did you double up this week? How your week been? I, I try to learn as much information as I possibly can, as I possibly can soak in. So, I've been reading this book by Russell Bronson. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. It's called Ex- Expert Secrets. And he's basically talking about everything you need to do in order to portray yourself as an expert in your field. So, I mean, I learned a lot from there. So pretty much just picked up a new book. How about you? For me, um, a lot of sacrifice. Uh, So this week was crazy busy for me uh, from finishing up an audit at work to trying to start this new venture. and I also picked up a new book, the 22 laws of the 22 immutable laws of marketing. It was actually on Nipsey Hussle's book list, so I picked that up, dived into it a little bit. Uh, it's been pretty good so far. So really, just trying to gain some more knowledge and really just trying to stay on point with everything I have going on as far as work and business and things of that nature. Uh, onboarded a couple new credit repair clients, and another one just finished up their first round. Got some deletions off there. So really, just. Continuing to um, just learn and develop and grow. Absolutely. Yeah, I spent the first half of my week primarily doing a lot of business coaching for my real estate coaching program. Okay. I had a property tour um, last Saturday. Had about 30 individuals come out, showed a lot of support. And I pretty much walked them through the entire deal. How I acquired the property, where I'm getting the money from to fund the deal, and how they can get involved. And um, for the tuners that's listening in, just want to say thank you for coming out. Hope you learned something. I hope it was engaging for you as much as it was engaging for me. So so today we're talking about passion versus discipline. So what has been your experience with that concept of passion versus discipline? So for me, um, when it comes to passion or motivation versus discipline, your passion is really what gets you going. Like It motivates you day in and day out, but you'll, you won't always be passionate. So you need that discipline to kind of propel you towards your goals and kind of act whenever you're down or whenever you don't feel like it. That's when that discipline comes into play. So like I mentioned, um, millennials, we really want to go towards our passions. And that's great. Um, That's great. You always want to do something you like, but that passion is not always going to motivate you. And I experienced that. man going through this real estate going through this entrepreneurship journey even though i'm interested in real estate i'm interested in finance you know i like reading things of that nature but it's it's times where i'm just tired i'm exhausted 
and I need that discipline to keep me going. So what really helped me to stay in my lane and kind of keep pushing forward was my affirmations. So every night before bed, I try to write my affirmations. And one that really helped me out was this book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. And that's really where discipline comes into play because you're not always going to be motivated. So what has been your experience with it? No, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, for me, it's primarily, you know, in order to find your passion, you got to have some sort of vision in life. Yep. Your vision is your GPS in life, and that helps dictate where you want to go from six weeks from now, six months from now, to a year, to six years. So once you truly start to lock in and figure out what the next six months is going to look like for myself, I think that's going to pretty much lay out a chronological order of your next steps towards finding out that passion. My passion essentially is just trying to build wealth through income generating activities, whether it's owning a business, uh, whether it's uh, providing a service, selling a product, um, anything of that nature. And what keeps me going is my reason why. My reason why is what keeps me up at night within Excel, uh, keeps my brain going, um, keeps me getting up in the morning, having to go to work as much as I don't want to drive an hour and a half in a car in traffic. You know, it's your reason. Your reason got to be so strong. It got to be so powerful that it gets you up every day to accomplish a goal. See, sometimes we don't realize or sit back to see what we got done that day or what steps that we put in place to ensure that we was getting things done. Did we have a list? You know, we got this six month goal. We got this two year goal. But what are all the small things that we got to get done just to hit that six month benchmark? Yo, why got to be so strong that you work towards that vision, you work towards that passion every single day? Even if you do something small, it doesn't matter. You one step closer to your goal. And if you one step closer to your goal, you want to take as many steps as you possibly can to achieve it. And with discipline, it's really just holding yourself accountable, you know? We have these dreams and these ambitious goals that we want to accomplish, but our actions doesn't properly reflect on where we want to go in life. So if I want to be wealthy, then why am I continuously going out to the club, popping bottles, getting a section? Now here's the caveat to that. I'll continuously go out to the club, pop bottles, and get sections with OPM. Right. As long as I'm not using my own money. You know, I just had a good time last night, but None of the money came directly out of my personal pocket. The money that we use came out of our business account, which is now essentially a write-off for us. So at the end of the day, it's all about how do we put ourselves in position so that we can hold ourselves accountable to win, you know? And it really all boils back down to what I mentioned in the first episode, with it being your environment. I can't emphasize that enough. In order to change your life, you gotta change your environment. And that's what passion versus discipline mean to me. It really means just having a vision, staying committed, and working or taking steps every single day in order to get that vision completed. And by all means, being accountable. Man, I couldn't agree more. I wanna quickly go back to your why. Um, so from everything you said, what I took from it was, first, you need to find your passion. Yep. Um, and then from there, you kinda create this why statement that funnels into holding yourself accountable with your discipline and it's crazy that you mentioned that because i was just working with a budget client this this morning and for every every client we come up with a why statement like why do you want to get your finance together like what is why why now um how is this going to 
propel you towards your goals in the future. And also, when I was going through the CPA, the Certified Public Accounting exam, they made us create a why statement. Mm -hmm. And so every time we didn't want to study, every time we were tired, we were over it, we went back to our why. It definitely helped me. So I was able to finish up the CPA exam in three months, uh, all four parts, and pass them on the first try. But life will test you, entrepreneurship will test you, but if you have that why statement in place, that holds you accountable. So for me, that made me think about when I was in college. All throughout college, my why was my mom. Just seeing how she was growing up, she sacrificed a lot, even her dreams, for me and my siblings to be able to excel. So she was my why um, going through college. So whenever I didn't want to study, whenever I was scared to maybe um, put myself in an uncomfortable position to take on new leadership opportunities, I always went back and thought about my mom or my grandma because they were really my whys and they helped push me towards my goals, propel me towards being successful. So my question to you is, how would you recommend someone finding their why or their passion? You gotta start writing things down. Write those things down that keep you fired up. Once you find those key things, whatever they are, you tap into them. You really start manipulating them. You really start exploiting them to see which one you like the most. And if there is any specific thing that you're good at doing, focus your energy there because that's when you succeed. When we're just focusing on so many different things, the creativity within our mind isn't fully unlocked, for lack of better words, because we're juggling too many things. A wise man once told me, in order for us to truly reap the benefits of what we sow, then we gotta tune in. I was just at Jay Morrison's corner class last night, and he said, a lot of people want this lifestyle. A lot of people wanna build wealth, but they're not ready to lock in. In order for you to find your why, then you need to be ready to lock in right now. You gotta ask yourself, am I willing to give up everything that I'm doing, the relationships, the friendships, the going out to eat all the time, the going to the club all the time, to really lock in and get where I'm trying to go in the next five to 10 years? And if the answer to that question is yes, that you're willing to give all those things up, then it's time. So you need to pull out that pen and paper, write down everything that keeps you going, write who you gotta do it for, why you gotta do it for them, and how it's gonna impact the world. There's three Ps, people, profit, and planet. So everything that you do within this lifetime should impact the three, those three things. One, who life is you changing? Are you changing anybody's life? No? Okay, well you need to figure out how you can. Two, are you making any profit with that? No, you're not making any profit? Well you need to figure out how you can. Three, is it benefiting the planet? That's one of the biggest issues that we're facing right now as humans. We don't take care of our planet. So that's that's what I would recommend, man. I would recommend us just sitting back, pull out that piece of paper, and write down the thing that keeps us going. So for me, I would really recommend someone, first and foremost, you gotta drown out the noise. Like, we live in this society where, you know, our phones are constantly going off, our attention is all over the place. I, I really honestly believe that every millennial has ADD. Like, we can't focus. We're I always jumping around. Everyone wants to multitask. Um, and we think we're great multitaskers, but studies show like multitasking really brings down your efficiency. So we're always multitasking. Our phones are ringing off the hook. We can't focus. So I say drown out the noise, especially going down this financial journey. I really emphasize being frugal. And it's not about being cheap. It's really about stripping away your so-called wants um, and desires because you really need to sit back and drown all that out so you can really focus on what's important. But if you allow all those distractions to get in your way, you'll never know truly who you are or where you wanna go because all these different things are pulling your attention away from what's really important. Let me ask you this. Why do you think people give in to those distractions? 
I mean, really, they're sexy. Like, they're sexy, they're enticing, and they really, they grab your attention. Like, companies are so great with marketing, and it's, it's easy. It's easy to, it's really the easy way out. Like, whether you want to come home from work and you're tired instead of working on your dream, it's easy to sit on the couch and Absolutely. turn on the TV. It's easy to listen to music and enjoy that versus listening to podcasts or picking up a book. Like you said, like Jay Morrison said yesterday at the corner class, like everyone wants this lifestyle, but no one is ready to put in the work. Uh, they have an excuse. That's the first thing. Like soon as fear hits your mind, that excuse pops up instantly. Yep. And instead of asking, how can I? They, say, I they yeah, they say like I can't because of such and such. Yep. So it's just so easy to take the easy road instead of taking the hard path. Like the road less traveled is the tough road. But everybody they stay following trends, they follow what's popular instead of kind of just creating their own wave, staying to themselves for a couple of years, delaying that instant gratification to really become their best selves. So let's talk about distractions for a second you know what people fail to realize is that life is too short to think small and for myself i'm so tuned in i'm so locked in what i think about is how can i maximize every minute every second of my day and i'll give you a couple examples even when i'm driving back and forth from work i'm not listening to music i'm listening to a podcast i'm actually probably more than likely listening to an audible somebody reading a book to me I'm constantly, constantly on the verge of learning, right? Because the more you learn, the more you earn. You have to perfect and become an expert within a certain field. When you perfect and become an expert in a certain field, those are the individuals that then become the greats. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki's, the Jay Morrison, the Gary V's, the Grant Cardone's of the world that then take the time out to give that good game back to people like you and me. So do your actions truly reflect where you want to go in life? You know, are you constantly looking for ways to maximize your time? Are you constantly looking for ways to maximize your income? Are you constantly looking for ways to maximize your relationships with other people? Are you constantly looking for ways to meet other people? Are you constantly looking for ways to do the same thing that you've been doing in a different way? And it's funny that you say that, because especially about the time concept, maximizing your time. I saw on Instagram the other day this study by CNBC. It was an author who studied millionaires, and he said four hours a day separate the rich from the poor. So the the rich tend to spend those four hours either dream setting or goal setting, practicing a new skill or educating themselves, exercising or building relationships. So maximizing your time, man, it's so important. Like a lot of people hate getting up early, but I know studies show like millionaires or people who are uber successful typically get up 5 a.m. They typically get up super early. A lot of people spend a lot of time in the morning, whether it's reading, whether it's reflecting, maybe it's a brain dump. They do something to prepare themselves towards their goals in the morning and then throughout the day as well. You gotta have a morning ritual. Definitely. Like your morning ritual is so important. What you do within the first 20 minutes of you waking up controls the spirit of your day. Mm -hmm. So when you get up in the morning, you have to get fired up. You know, what's the first thing that I do when I get up in the morning is I pray. I pray for my family, myself, and my goals and the things I want to achieve in life. And my prayer is so strong that carries me throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'm listening to Les Brown. There was one thing that Les Brown said that really stuck out to me. And he said, it's not the people that work the hardest who wins. It's those individuals that start their day off right and work the smartest that wins. 
and he put a huge emphasis on starting your day off right. And how you start your day impacts the rest of your day. Your mood, how much you get done, how effectively you sprint closer to your dreams and goals. You gotta start your day off with proper brain food. So don't wake up in the morning eating leftovers from the night before. You can't wake up eating fried food, anything like that. You know, you want to eat something subtle, something that gets the brain thinking, something that gets the body going so that as you begin on your journey throughout your day, you can have a clear mind so that you can make conscious decisions. Life is all about decisions. And if your mind is not clear enough or focused for you to make those important decisions that need to be made throughout your day, then you're going to be pretty much running around in circles. Facts. I know me personally, I used to have a morning ritual that I was like on point with every day. So I wake up, write my affirmations in my notebook. And then from there, I had this recording of me just like gassing myself up, like high energy, uh, telling myself it's going to be a great day, reinforcing positive concepts and positive things about myself. And that used to just fire me up. And then I would listen to Be Obsessed or Be Average by Grant Cardone. And that's one of my favorite books. Uh, yeah. But now, more recently, I haven't been doing as great with my morning ritual, so I really gotta get back to it. But I also started this nightly ritual where I go to sleep playing affirmations. So you can go on YouTube and put like positive affirmations for sleep, and like whether it's on wealth, whether it's on personal, professional development, whatever, so have you, like, I make sure to play that while I'm sleeping, and then when I wake up, I just feel great. Of course, you're not gonna remember everything, but your subconscious mind picks up all of that. So it's basically like rewiring your brain and brainwashing yourself for success through those affirmations on a daily basis to keep yourself on point. So I definitely think having a morning ritual is like super vital. One thing I definitely recommend is not having your cell phone by your bed. It can't be in arm's reach. You use your phone for your alarm, like have it at least 10 to 15 feet away from you. So you have to get out of the bed and get your phone to turn off the alarm. Having it in arm's reach, since we're so addicted to our phones, the first thing we're gonna do is get on our phone and check our messages, check social media. We can end up sitting in the bed for 30 minutes to an hour. We absorb any and everything that we see while scrolling on social media. Mm -hmm. So if you wake up and the first thing you see, a black person just got killed, your whole day just got ruined, just like that. But if you can control what you see, you can control what you think. T. Harv Ecker said in Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, your thoughts lead to feelings, your feelings leads to action, and your action leads to your overall success. So you definitely want to control as much as possible what you see and basically anything and everything that feeds into your subconscious mind. One thing that B-Rod mentioned about the phones is, you know, when you're waking up in the morning, you want to make sure that your phone is at least 10 to 15 feet away from you. I personally am a victim of that, where when I go to sleep, my phone is next to me because I'm falling asleep typically listening to an audible. I like to go to sleep chasing my dreams. I want to wake up chasing my dreams, and hell, I want to learn in my sleep. I know that probably sounds very far-fetched to you guys, but it was one thing that Nipsey was saying is that I learn more when I'm sleeping than when I'm awake. I'm still trying to really digest that. The only way that I'm going to be able to digest what he's saying is if I can experience it and see it for myself. So that's what I've been doing. But this week, I told myself I was going to put my phone 10 to 15 feet away because when I do get up, the first thing I check is Instagram. Yep. I got my days where I'm so busy, and the first thing I check is my email. But we have to be conscious and aware of the actions and the things that we're taking throughout a daily basis so we can continuously be improving. One thing that I always ask myself is, what did I learn about myself today? 
you should always be constantly trying to learn something new about yourself. We're in an age right now for the young professionals that's listening where we're really trying to figure ourselves out. And the only way we're going to really figure ourselves out is if we continuously ask ourselves, what did I learn about myself today? Oh, you know, I don't like when somebody touches me on the back when I'm walking. You know, that's very far-fetched. But it's those small things that we got to pay attention to so that we can really start to understand who our identity is. As it relates to personal finance and investing, there's a thing called your investor ID. I'm going to take out some time to truly break down what I mean and explain the investor identification. You got two types of investors. You have investors of integrity and you have investors of financial gain. The investors of financial gain, those are the individuals that want to make money, they want to make a profit by any means necessary. They don't have no responsibility towards making your day, making your life any better. They are all about a profit at the end of the day. And then you got those who are investors of integrity that want to actually provide a good quality product, whether it's a house, something they're trying to sell you, and or whether it's the information that they're trying to give you. So we have to truly sit back and understand what is our investor ID. And sometimes the circumstances that we could be under can make us be right in the middle. For example, there are plenty of real estate investors where for us, time is money. We're worried about getting to the next deal and getting this deal out of our hands. And best believe, if you're working with a general contractor, he or she is thinking the same thing. So what we gotta understand is, or ask ourselves, is cutting this corner by not replacing the amps on your electric worth it when you know the amps need to be updated? Is it really worth it not to update your boiler? Is it really worth it to not get a proper extermination when you first acquire a property? I can't tell you how many times or how many stories about people purchasing property, owner occupied, and they plan on moving in, and then two to three weeks of them moving in, they got bed bugs. When it's a newly renovated home that you just spent 250 to 300 grand on, but you got bed bugs during the first two weeks. Never seen a bed bug in your life. So we gotta sit back and we gotta ask ourselves, what is our investor ID? Are we more concerned about making a profit or are we more concerned about our brand and the level of integrity of the product or service that we're gonna be delivering to other individuals? So you mentioned something about distractions. Just to stay in line with finding your passion after you drown out the noise, you were really talking about questioning everything and how you go about doing certain things. And it basically all ties into reflection. So after you drown out the noise, now you can really sit back and do a deep dive on who you are as an individual, you know, why you do certain things. But really all it comes down to reflection and being honest with yourselves. So to find your passion, you want to take the time out to figure yourself out first and foremost. A lot of people have a lot of trauma and things of nature that they go through during their adolescence that they don't necessarily heal from, you know. In our community, it's a big stigma around, you know, mental health and going to therapy and things of that nature. But I'm a big proponent of going to therapy. You know, I went to therapy once before, uh, even though I didn't really feel like I needed and the therapist agreed, I just went solely for the experience. And I found it beneficial. It was kind of like life coaching to an extent. But the only reason I was able to be in a position where I didn't need therapy was because I took the time out to get rid of all my distractions and really focus on me and reflect on, you know, my childhood and how I grew up and how that ties into how I act today. And one thing I noticed was I used to be really impatient. And I think that really stemmed from me growing up. Every time I was at a sporting event, at the end, I would always be the last kid there. You know, my mom or my dad used to be busy or at work. And I would sit outside for hours, literally waiting on them to pick me up. Sometimes I would just get frustrated and walk home from the gym or whatever, so have you. In doing so, I learned like the source of my impatience 
and I forgave them and now I'm, I'm much more patient. Uh, so that's just one example on how you really can just figure yourself out just by taking the time out to sit back and think about who you are and what shaped who you are. And that ties into like your money mindset as well. Like a lot of individuals don't realize that the way they spend money and the way they manage money, they learn from their parents or whoever were their money influences growing up. So pretty much people characteristics today are solely shaped on their environment who they grew up upon. But you can change it if you actively sit back and reflect and take those actionable steps to grow. But if you don't, you let your distractions get in the way, then you'll never truly figure out who you're meant to be because the path that you're going down is centered on things you picked up during your adolescence or experiences that you experienced growing up. So it's definitely important to first drown off that noise and then really just question everything about yourself and be brutally honest. Like think about all your strengths and weaknesses and how you really can get better, but you can't lie to yourself. You gotta be super brutally honest. You gotta be accountable for all your actions and that can really propel you towards your goals and your passions. Absolutely. One of the first steps towards really changing your life is you gotta love yourself first. People always walk up to me all the time like, Gene, how did you do it? You know, how did you figure out your passion? How did you figure out what did you want to be in life? And the first thing I said was I had to love myself first. Thanks. One thing that I like to do as you all will begin to grow with me through this podcast, I'm talking acronyms. And the reason why I talk in acronyms is because it tends to stick with people longer. So I want to break down for you guys, love for me. And the reason why I tell people that they need to love themselves first. So let's start with L. You have to really look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what is hindering me from becoming my best me? Who are the people that I'm hanging around that's hindering me from becoming my best me? If I know I'm trying to close on a duplex or a three unit within the next couple years, then you know you need to save money. So you shouldn't be out trying to ball out hard because that's going to be hindering you from becoming your best me. The second thing you want to do is sit back and realize that you only got one life. This is our only opportunity. So what is that play that we're going to put in place once the coach put us in the game? And once we understand that in life, coach ain't putting us out, then you got to perform and you got to play at the highest level each and every time you walk outside your door. With each person you meet, with each business venture you decide to take on, you really got to look yourself in the mirror and understand that you only got one life. That's L and O. The V. You gotta sit back and analyze who are the very important people in your life. Who are you doing this for? We all doing it for somebody. We just gotta make sure that somebody that we're doing it for is for the right reasons. It could be for ourselves, it could be for our grandmothers, our grandfathers, our moms, our dads, our aunties, our uncles, our cousins, our little sisters, our little brothers. Who are those very important people in our lives and who do we need to have enter our lives in order for us to be able to excel and propel and take us to the next level so that we can reach higher limits with bigger expectations. So we got to look ourselves in the mirror, understand that we only got one life and figure out who are the very important people in our lives or who has accomplished where we want to go. You got to have some sort of a mentor close by that you can piggyback off of. Somebody that has a platform you can springboard from and grow. You need to exit and execute. All those things that was hindering you from being your best you, drop them immediately, let them go. As harsh as that sounds, when you wake up in the morning doing your 20 minute ritual, the first thing you need to say is this, today I'm gonna be my best me. Yesterday, the day before that, and once you get in the habit of trying to be your best self, that's when things will then begin to change. So we gotta exit those bad decisions that's hindering us from being our best selves. 
and then we gotta execute a new plan that reflects on us for the very important people that we celebrate and go through this life for in order to create a better life moving forward. See, proper preparation prevents poor performance. And as I stated earlier, we need to be able to perform at the highest level possible each and every day. And this is the reason why we can't be distracted. We gotta lock in because tomorrow isn't promised. They say knowledge is power, but knowledge is not power. It's applied knowledge that's power. Because you can know everything in the world, but if you're not using what you just obtained, then you just a book that ain't being open. Man, I can't overstate enough how important self-love is to your personal development, your professional development, your overall purpose and success in life. I see every day a lot of people not secure in who they are. They don't love themselves, and it shows. It shows in the way they communicate. It shows in the way that they eat. It shows in the way they talk. Like You can meet someone and tell if they're confident in who they are. Sometimes people are great at hiding it, and it's a little bit tougher to see, but it's people who stick out like a sore thumb. Um, a lot of people just never really took the time out to figure themselves out, figure out what they love about themselves and really just go all in on their self-love and it's, it's really tied into your self-confidence as well so a lot of people are fearful to do certain things solely because it's a new thing that requires growth so they're fearful a lot of times people are afraid to fail because they don't have the confidence in themselves to believe that they will succeed and for me whenever i have a thought of fear or I'm starting a new business venture and I think about whether or not I'm gonna fail, I tell myself it's gonna be successful because I'm gonna make it successful. So I have that trust and that confidence and that self-love in myself, whereas I don't really have to worry about losing or anything like that because I know that I'm gonna put myself in a position to win regardless of what happens. And I might do a venture that someone considers a failure, but I know I'm gonna take something away from it that's gonna make me a winner. So self-love, self-confidence is just so vital, not only to finding your passion, really just finding who you are as an individual and how you can impact the world in a positive manner. To really just leave your footprint um, and really live the life that you want to live. And on that note, you gotta love yourself enough to know what you're willing to accept, what you're not willing to accept, what you're willing to do, and what you're not willing to do. You know, I love myself so much that I had to sit back and create morals and values. So as we talk about this journey towards success, we have to ask ourselves, who am I? And the first step to figuring out who you are is to write down what you like, what you don't like, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, and what you love. One of my values is to never do drugs. And the reason why is because of my upbringing. I believe that my story is to be told and not sold because it's free game everywhere. We just don't know who needs to hear this. So when I was coming up, my dad was on drugs. He did crack, he did cocaine. Seeing how that affected him, I wanted to make sure my kids and my grandkids never have to experience those same situations. So one of my values is to never do drugs. I don't care if it's just weed, hit the blunt a couple times, nah dog, I'm good. You know, no, no shade to anybody that do it, but that's just one of my values based on what I seen when I was coming up. So when we truly sit back and reflect on our history, start writing those things down or those bad habits that we saw in our family members or those things that we just wanna avoid with all costs. So my first value, I always put God first in everything that I do because he is the gas to my life, the gas to my car, the money in my pocket, the air that I breathe. And without having God in my life, there's no way impossible that I would be where I'm at today. 
So that's the first thing on my value sheet, is always putting God first. Three is to never give up. I'm actually writing a book, going through editing right now, called Don't Quit. That based on a poem or? No, it's based on my life experiences. Okay. It's based on what other millennials experience when they have dreams and they have goals, but they don't know how to effectively go after those goals. We gotta outwork the work. Whatever you do, don't quit. Because when you quit, striving for everything you want in life, everything you don't want begins to take over. That's dope. I thought you was referencing a poem. I don't know, are you familiar with no, the poem? No, I'm not, I'm not. So don't quit, well, it's the alpha thing. Man, one of my favorite poems, Arthur Unknown. I would recommend everyone check that out. Like, don't quit, test of a man, um, the man who thinks he can. You really just have to use everything at your disposal. Like, it's just so much that you can do. But if you're distracted, you're just going to miss all of it. You're going to miss all the signs the universe is telling you. You're just not going to be on point. So we really just got to get out of our phones, get out of our televisions, and really just stay in our own head. But let's switch gears to the discipline side it. of things. Um, like, what do you do to stay disciplined? Pretty much what I do to stay disciplined, um, every decision that I make, every action that I take, I ask myself, is this helping me getting one step closer to my goals? And if it's no, then no, I can't partake in that. So that's how I stay disciplined. And another thing I do in order to stay disciplined is I train my mind. We have to hijack our minds to believe that we can accomplish anything that we want in life. A lot of people, they may say we're brainwashed to want to be entrepreneurs, to want to own a multi-million or multi-billion dollar businesses and firms. In reality, we're all brainwashed in our own unique way. We all believe in what we believe in. We all see the world through our lenses and not the other person's lenses. To really sum it up, that's how I stay disciplined. You know, every action that I take, every decision, every person that I meet, I ask myself, is this propelling me to the destination of success? Whatever success means to you. Mm. How you do it? So for me, to stay in discipline, discipline is a muscle. If you think about individuals who set weight goals or set gym goals at the beginning of the year, a lot of people don't even make it through the first month, right? It's because of really discipline. I read somewhere that I think it takes 21 days to make something a habit, and then it's take a couple of months to make it a lifestyle, right? So really for me, anytime I'm tired, anytime I don't wanna do something, I make sure to push through. And reason being is to be as disciplined as possible. So every time that I push through and do something when I don't wanna do it, that discipline muscle just gets larger and larger. So now it's second nature to push through any and everything, whether I'm fearful, whether I'm having doubts, and whether I'm just not in the mood to do it because I have this muscle that's continually developing. When that muscle is not functioning, I, I lean on my affirmations. If you can't tell, I'm really big on affirmations. I'm really big on speaking things into existence. I really just lean on my affirmations when the discipline isn't there. Uh, I yeah. like that analogy of that muscle. You know, the more that you work that muscle, the more that muscle gets stronger, the more muscle that that muscle can produce, and the more you build this big block of just force that can pretty much do whatever you want it to do. Yep. You know, second nature to your point, it's just like natural instinct. Mm -hmm. And to combat with that, you know, one thing about being discipline you have to be committed facts like you got to be so committed to what you're trying to do in life that nothing can get in your way see the reason why we truly don't accomplish the goals we try to accomplish is because we never truly committed to them we just said yeah i'm about to hit the gym i'm about to get my body back right i'm about to start eating healthy but deep down within ourselves we didn't make it up in our minds 
that this is what I'm going to do. Mm. It's not about what you do tomorrow. It's about what you do today. Yep. A lot of people, they say, yeah, I'm going to start going to the gym tomorrow. Well, you're not going to never go to the gym. Yep. It's about what you do right now, today, with the time that you have. If you want to start going to the gym, get up and go right now. And I would even take it a step further and say, along with being committed, you need to be obsessed, bro. Like, with any goal you have, Ooh. you need to be obsessed. Or and be I'm average. A, yeah, or be average. Like... Everybody needs to pick up that book. Like, I don't care who you are. You need to read, be obsessed to be average. Like, once you get that fire lit within you with that obsession, you you really be unstoppable. And that reminds me, I need to listen to that book. Because I told myself I was going to listen to it every quarter. And I listened to it through the first quarter of the year. I listened to it a little bit the second quarter, but not all the way through. Make sure you pick up that book, Be Obsessed to Be Average by Grant Cardone. It'll really light a fire under you. One thing that, that Grant Cardone said, and be obsessed or be average, he said, you're either dangerous or in danger. Mm. Let's talk about that for a second. What he's basically saying is, if you're not continuously working towards your goals, going after what you feel you deserve in life, then you're slowly dying, dude. That's the type of mentalities that we need to all have in order to actually live out the lives of our dreams period that's facts but one thing to note is when you've been obsessed you really have to realize that a lot of people won't understand right mm -hmm. they're gonna tell you to slow down they're gonna tell you you need rest they're gonna tell you to take a break come party we'll out the bam like no, you gotta drown out all that noise but when you're obsessed like man it's it's easy to do because your obsession that it becomes fun it becomes what fuels you yep so once you find that thing that you want to do uh, um funnel all your obsession all your passion all of it into it and just keep rolling it make it a muscle make that obsession a muscle keep working at it day in and day out if you're not doing something every day that's going to move you closer to your goals just know the next person is and even though it's not a competition um you can use that competitive edge to really just push yourself forward i leverage that as well like i know that when i'm tired or if I just worked a 12 hour day at the gig that I want to come home and I want to rest, I want to sleep. But then I'm like, nah, let me get at least another 30 minutes on, 30 minutes in that's going to help me towards my goals. Because uh, you're obsessed. Yeah, because I'm obsessed and I know somebody else. If I'm not doing it, somebody else is. Yep. Uh, so when you look at guys like Jordan and Kobe, they had that fire. They had that instinct. They had that obsession in their game and it shows. So that's why like, I will always take Kobe over LeBron because he always had that fire like MJ. But yeah, you definitely need to be obsessed. Um, and that plays a big role in your discipline. Like it makes everything so, so much easier. Thanks people for tuning in for another episode of the Double Up Podcast. Again, it's Gene, the real estate guy. You can find me on IG at underscore, underscore, Mr. Marshall. All right, appreciate y'all coming out. It's B-Rob, the infamous CPA. You can find me on Instagram at the infamous CPA, Twitter at the infamous CPA, and Facebook at the infamous CPA. If you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe and comment as well. Uh, we want to hear your feedback. If you have any topics you want to listen to, make sure you let us know. We're always looking to improve. Um, this podcast is for the cultures to help you all. So if you have something you want us to talk about and touch upon, definitely just let us know. So until next time. Follow us on IG at the Double Up Podcast, and we out. Peace.